Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Get all riled up again this week. It'll be great. Oh, man. man dude. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Pastor Jacqueline, Jim Parkin, Asha Chandler. I am so wound up what, already. I'm what podcast sorts. is it? What I podcast don't know. is it? The Lighthouse it's the Experiment. Lighthouse Experiment yes. Ooh, yeah. So, man, what's up? Everything's good? It's, it's all good, good, man. It's good. We're in a good spot. And it's funny because I know no more than I did as far as decisions to be had, like, from four weeks ago, but no, I see, have, it's not even about it sometimes. From my experience in my career path of, in my entire adulthood, you don't want all the information, man. That's, no. Clutters it up. It does. You just, you just operate on the need to know. Yep. That's, you know. <laughs> well, here's the thing you know? I, I told you last week, you know, me knowing what I'm doing from six, like six months from now doesn't change the attitude that I need to wake up with today. Yep. I still have to wake 100%. up and be present and obedient with what I got on my plate in my hands today. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Um, for one, I just have to say something because because it's gonna kinda so I I ask around now. That's my new move. It was like, I'll go to my people yeah. and be like, hey, what do you think we should talk about tonight on the pod? And today, so Laura, who is my friend first, but also my boss, said, she asked it, what makes it hard for you to maintain your faith? Well, first of all, I want to say that nothing changes between me and God ever. But there's nuance to that, obviously. Right. Everybody's yeah. been... Like, I'm just coming out of a season where I had some pretty snotty, if you will, conversations with God because I wasn't, in my flesh, happy with the yop anymore. I was no longer happy with the mission, you know. So I closed my eyes to the big picture of the mission. And so I wasn't listening. I was just being kind of a pestilent child asking, what are you doing? Like, can you imagine I literally asked God, what are you doing to me? I mean, mean, really? But yeah, I did. But so like all of these things, this season you guys are in, all of that is just, it will shake it. It will shake. I don't know if it's fair. I will say for me, things like that, hard seasons will uh, what something i like to say is that we can be shaken but never shook and i can like yeah my faith was shaken a little bit i mean eyes on eyes on the ball but when you're like dude why am i stuck in this and why aren't you speaking yeah you know there's a there's a line i'm gonna go back to it because it's on this little link i'm in there's there's a band that i don't really even like which is know odd i know but they're called uh uh 21 pilots have you heard of 21 pilots yeah a lot of their a lot of their music has 
you know, there's some spirituality in it. There's some, they're both Christian kids, secular music, but they're both Christian kids. Yeah. And there's this one, there's this line in the song that like perfectly captures this, that the last days at Swartz. And like the, uh, the song is called trees. And the, the line that really gets that sticks out to me is it says, I know where you stand silent in the trees. And that's where I am silent in the trees. Then the question is, why won't you speak where I happen to be silent in the trees standing cowardly, which is when you look into what they're like, where they're pulling that from is he's speaking of Adam and Eve. Okay. Like they, have, they put themselves in this position okay. and now they aren't hearing from God, but they're hiding from God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I found myself exactly in that place where I was like so mad. Like, dude, like what? Actual, like in the actual hell. Like, why am I still here? And that's like, I think I told you before is when like, if you would literally just walk through this door and then you would see what you've been preparing for and then MMR. But like all of that to say, like these seasons we go through is meant to refine us. Yeah. Oh, a thousand like, percent. And that's what's happened to us this summer. It's, right. it's been like, it's, in these seasons we get to I think let go of expectations and the reality that we put up inside of our own head of what we expect mm-hmm. out of God and who we expect him to be um, I talked with a friend last week and, and you know what's so important about reading the word is that it's not the Bible isn't about us it's about Christ it's about God's character about who he is and about loving mm-hmm. us but I make it about me all the time and then I make God and what he does about me all the time. And there's definitely like a byproduct, a blessing of being with him like every single mm-hmm. time, but he's not running around trying to line everything up perfectly for me. And so a season like right. this for me is me coming face to face with myself and then really face to face with, okay, so I believe God promises A, B or C. So do I really believe it when it gets uncomfortable? Like, it's, right. it's nice to believe that when everything's a certain way and the way that you like yeah, it. Dude. But then when I'm freaking out and I don't like how things are going and I don't like myself and I wish I could, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I don't feel like God's really doing anything. Just letting me kind of, you know, exact same, <laughs> you know, I'm going to just... walk over here and throw a fit. And God's <laughs> so oftentimes like, OK, I'll give you a minute. And when you're ready, we can talk about it. When you're ready. Right. And isn't it wild how, like, like just what I just said, that's the, what we do. We're over here pitching a fit. And I'm like, why aren't you speaking to me? <laughs> you know, but then he gives yeah. us redos. So then it's like, okay, so I did it this way. Mm-hmm. God's like, okay, let's, let's keep doing this. I'm here with you. We're going to work through mm-hmm. this. And then I get mm-hmm. to stand up on my own two feet in a different way and choose to be different choose to say okay i responded this way but i really want to i really want to do it your way i really want to mm-hmm. see the wisdom that you would have for me in these moments right and that's always the thing right it's like we we go back to that we be like i don't want to do this anymore i want to do it your way and then in our meager selves we're like well what if i do it again and god's like i'll still be here yeah still be here but like we were talking offline before we started the whole thought of his ways are higher than our ways. We're not really capable of understanding. Yeah. Like 
the, when you say it, like as we're talking, the peaceful, like the peace of being able to rest in that fact. And I don't even know. I'm not supposed to know. So I'm just going to, you know, cruise along with the ride. Right. I'm just going to stay in obedience and, and kind of cruise this thing out. But then what do we always do in our flesh? We're like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to my way. <laughs> I don't want to wait to see what happens. Well, and growing up, I mean, the way I grew up, I kind of, for a long time, had to work through, um, if I don't see what God's doing, if I don't feel like I'm hearing from him all the time, it's not like clear as day, then I feel like he's kind of forgotten me. It's almost like that, that big God idea of where, like, he's up there, like, in the clouds somewhere, but he's not really with me every, like, that's what it would feel like. Right. But that's because yep. of that's how I perceived my heavenly father based on what my experiences were. Yep. And so now really saying, okay, I don't see it, but I, I know that I know that you're working beyond what I see. Mm-hmm. And it used to be, I don't know what he's doing and I don't feel like he's helping and I don't feel like he's doing any, you know, and now it's just shifting. It's changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's well, so much. Like in the seasons of life, you get you like from the stuff you go through, right? Yeah. You refine, you gain wisdom. You're a little bit better at like just, okay, you know, I might not necessarily like the app right now, but I'm on it. So, you know, like we've talked about before, like I don't need a whole ton of info. Just what's the mission? Okay. Right. You know, even with MMR, I don't, I don't need to know all the ins and outs. What my my day to day mission is to go run calls, and that's it. Yeah. I don't need and I so with that being said, so I don't need to know what they're doing in Saginaw. I don't need to know what my management's doing. None of my concern. My concern is each individual little little side little mission. Each time a call comes in, handle that, handle that with to the best of my capabilities, treating people with dignity and respect. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And so if you like, like a great analogy I heard actually, oh no, I can't remember. This might be a pastor, Jim, but to think of everything as its own at bat. No, this was Ian, Pastor Ian. Think of everything, like every little thing you do is like a fresh at bat. Right. Okay. So like today you, you did, you had your list of things and X, Y, Z, and maybe X and Z went great. But Y was a train wreck was like the full dumpster fire. Okay. That's okay. Cause tomorrow you're going to have the same three at bats and maybe, okay. you know what I mean? Like every yeah. single thing you do is, you know, I might get up this time and strike out, but next time I get up, I might, you know, grand salami that thing right on out of here. And so just, just kind of that concept of each little thing, each different call, each different little thing you do. If you're looking at it from like, like a, like a faith standpoint, I I know that sometimes we feel like we're failing in, in a, B or C, but like each time you step up to the plate, it's a new day. It's a new opportunity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So no it's, no, it's so good. And, and for us, for our family, we've, we've been through a bit in the last like four years. Sure. Um, yep. For anybody that's listened to the podcast for all this time, I've shared bits about it. And then we've gone yeah. through a pandemic and we've gone through, you know, all this stuff. And so there's, 
there's just been a lot that my little family's gone through. And so here's a blatant mm-hmm. situation where my teenager isn't happy with the situation. And I get to kind of come face to face with some of that stuff. Yeah, dude. And say, okay, so what's my job as a parent? I know Welcome. it's not to make this kid happy all the time. It's I know it's not to pacify her. But where is that line in between of like support and strength of like, come on, come on, let's put our big girl panties on and make the most of a situation. And then also, well, you can entirely do that without being mean. Exactly. Exactly. And, and what does it look like to like, even this summer, my, like how I frame my parenting has shifted to the point of, I can lovingly guide my kid and support and love her consistently and she doesn't have to be happy with everything and honestly because I don't have to be happy with everything God gives me space just like we just said God gives me space to wrestle things out with him so is the expectation to be like Pollyanna perfect happy with everything every day no No, dude no that's no fun but that's so why would I do that to my kid piece right? right So why would I do that to my kid? And so here's a, here's a situation where I come face to face with a deeper level of my expectation of myself with relationships of those that are in my home. Right. And then even realizing like, okay, so my kids have seen me fail, but they've seen us do some courageous things too. And, and you said weeks ago, you know, we can't expect our kids to be resilient if we don't give them opportunities to build resiliency. So here I am. In my own way, building resiliency, loving and supporting my kids in the most appropriate, best way that I can through this season, mm-hmm. and trusting God that what we're doing in this time is, like when Jesus talks about sowing things, sowing and reaping, right. like, I know that he's not going to waste this time, and there's stuff that he's done in this season, even just a short summer, right. that I'm so grateful for now. it's it's way beyond a job it's way beyond are we living in florida are we living in michigan it's i'm so grateful for what god continues to do and Uh (laughs) well you you guys have had you know like you're like you said your your oldest there opportunities like everything is levels right yeah everything so like like you've said before she wants to be big stuff but doesn't necessarily want to be the one to run into return to to right. target but but she did right? yeah yeah but she did because you're like i oh, no, no, you gotta she try the thing yeah and she did the thing and then then the next level happens then the next level happens and she's not seeing it like maybe you're not even seeing it but then you realize you look back on it and she keeps leveling up and leveling up and accomplishing the thing and this is just another level in the kind of like the ladder of life it's just yeah, it's a really bigger deal you know what i mean it's a bigger deal because she's i'm gonna say a boy because she's a girl and a teenager it's a little bit different for them but it's like she's it's just it's just a grind yeah. like she is right now not embracing the suck and she's like it's not a rule you don't have to right it makes it easier Right. Like my advice to her was it's just easier to embrace it instead of like dig your heels in. But whatever, she's got to figure that out, man. Right. You can just only support it. You can't figure it out for her. It's just like to put it in, kind of bring this back around for, for like the EMS community. 
It's like everybody has to have their first cardiac arrest. Everybody has to have their first big trauma. And you just have to do it, work through it, level up, and do the thing. It's just that's how it works. It's just that's just how the thing goes. And you get levels and levels and levels. And then 20, 18, 20 years later, then you're coming into the place, you know, you know, old with a Moses beard <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like knowing the thing and having, and now you're imparting the same wisdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So years yes. later, she's telling this classmate who's going through the same thing, like, oh yeah, you just got to, this, this, and this, it's just how it all, like, I often think of God and us <clears throat> as if God is God and we or a bunch of friggin' ping pong balls on a table, just bouncing all into each other, like all over. And he's just kind of like keeping us on the table. You know <laughs> cool. what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I like that. It's just, I don't know. But ba- back to Laura's question a bit, like what, what, read it again. I like the way that she worded it. Uh, Something about how you keep your faith. What? What makes it hard for you to maintain what your faith? What makes it hard? I think for me directly then, kind of describing a lot of even just current circumstances, what makes it hard for me is to come face-to-face with myself. I I am so grateful that I knew from a very, very young age. I don't remember a time not believing in God, mm. and I don't remember a time not knowing that he loved me, and I'm so grateful right. for that. That's my story. Um. What has shook me early on was seeing dysfunction of family and my heart really breaking for them and wanting right. God to change it then. And then having to kind of change some expectations in a way and just loving them through that and over the years letting right. God work in that. But now what makes it hard is just kind of coming face to face with myself and having, because always every time God has comforted me. And been there in those really, really dark, hard places. And it's so scary to like kind of open up that door and get vulnerable in those moments when it's so tough. But mm-hmm. then he's always so good when you let him work, even though it's it's the embracing the suck. Right. And like we, we mentioned this before we got on, it's, you know, the disciples looking at Jesus going like, but where else would we go? Where, where else would we go? Where else would we, and that's how I feel in my life. So I pivotal. just know that, God, I don't understand you. And there's times where like circumstances like flat out don't make any sense and I don't understand. But I know that you give life. I know that you love me and I mm-hmm. know that you have a plan. And I, so I can't understand it all, but there's there's nowhere else I would go. And that's, that's what's kind of held me on too. like, even, um, I reshared it yesterday on Instagram, but Isaiah forty three nineteen that talks about, mm-hmm. I will make a way in wilderness. I will bring rivers in the wasteland and, and a way through the desert. So just this idea that in even the dead places that God will bring life, that God and his power will bring new things. And so I just hold on to those types of things that he, he's always shown up. Right. I think, so to kind of, to frame her question into, into like for, for my people, for my first response, especially the EMS community and how hard that gets and the grind of that 
And like I said earlier, it's never really, it's not my faith is shaken in Christ, but in people. And so I guess that can be one and the same. You know what I'm saying? I guess for the way I think, like if I, if I'm honest, if I, if I'm not seeing people, how he sees people, then like, I guess, where's my faith in what he's doing or, you know, just not understanding it. So, but there's a couple. So, I think that that where we get in in our careers in our world is what we lose first is compassion. Okay. Like the grind of it steals away that. So, I think in kind of in in the question she's asking, you know, kind of in that framework, it's not really that I lose faith in God, but that I get compassion fatigue, like we've talked about. I've lost faith in people. Um, And then there's like, so to be totally transparent this week, like I posted something about it yesterday and we'll, I'll come back around and land the plane a little bit. But like, I had a really hard time going to vote because I am so, and, and I might cross the freedom center line here, but I am so freaking pissed at Republicans and Democrats who are playing political games with the PACT Act. And these, some of these veterans are going to freaking die before the Senate comes back from their recess. And they made a deal. And then Theodore Cruz fist bumped his buddies on camera because they were able to stall this thing out. And it, I don't give a about politicians. None of them have my vote. None of them. If they don't care about me, I don't care about them. And I know that's getting a little over the top and raw, but that's where I am right now. How dare they go and publicly thank us for our service in this big emotional BS when they don't really care about us, as you can see, because they're going to let veterans die again. They're going to get the shaft again. And I I just am having such a difficult time. I voted. I did, but begrudgingly. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, and it's those things where I'm like, man, I don't, I have lost my faith in humanity, you know? And then that it hasn't, but if I wasn't careful, if I can't like, this is why I'm upset. And this is where kind of that, that anger is coming from. If I'm not careful, that could translate into day and today into a whole day of calls. Okay. It didn't. Because I can compartmentalize that. I can leave this piece over here and kind of vent it out on my podcast. But I can't because these people are innocent of that. Yeah. And I think like there's a there's a brilliant quote. There's a dude that runs a company called Homeboy Industries in California. We've spoke about him before. But what that is, is Homeboy makes just like a huge bakery and they do all sorts of other things now. But that's how it started. Making bread. Okay. And it was dudes coming out of the gang life, coming out of prison. Everybody's a felon. Like, but his father Boyle, Father Greg Boyle, he used to be the parish priest in that South Central area. You know, here's a dude that is in about the same time frame as Pastor Jim has pastored us. And okay. his that dude has buried hundreds of gang members. Right. So he created this program and homeboy industries, all these dudes come and he, like he's, he will say the one way you can 
cure gang violence is put two opposing gang members on the same task together. And then sooner or later, they're making fresh bread. But this is what he says, and I think this is what we're looking for in our industry. So this is how I said it. I said, this is what we are seeking, a compassion that can stand at awe at what the poor have to carry rather than a judgment of how they carry it. You know what I mean? And it's just... Yeah, that's good. Right? And it's it's because it's easy to do. It's easy for us in kind of our world to be like, this group doesn't pay. So less care. This group is, they do this thing. This group, they do this thing. Right? I think this is where yeah. we need to be on the forefront is just like rather than judging them, just be like, look at look at what they're going through yeah, and how they're doing it. It's like when you and I have been, we've been to Haiti. Look at what they're surviving in. Yeah. And thriving in, in some cases, and so much joy for the Lord. When we're going down there and all of our pride, we're going to fix them and give them all this blessing. And we come out more blessed. Like, that's what I would say. I would like, give yourself the opportunity like the very best that you have to offer. Okay. Treating them with kindness and dignity. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't take anything away from you to be just to be a blessing in their lives. Like we have been gifted. We've been granted a skill set that when we show up, their situation gets better. Yeah. Like yeah. that's nothing to joke about. That's nothing to take lightly. That is so my, I guess, so my answer, like lots of things make it hard to stay faithful. Lots of things. But the, the other side of that is understanding what an amazing, perfect gift I've been given. What a skill set. And like everybody, like most of the people living, listening rather, our healthcare people, our EMS. Yeah. Like I'm a dude that struggled so hard with the classroom work, but somehow could always just play the, the thing. I could always just do the paramedic somehow. I don't know. Other than it's an ordained gift. That's the only explanation. I shouldn't be this good at it because I dang sure was terrible at the classroom stuff. Like really struggled. Took three times both on the EMT test and on the paramedic test. I took it to the limit of attempts on both ones because that's not my wheelhouse. But the skill set is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think in a weird, strange, roundabout way to answer Laura's question is everything, man. Everything in the world that we are on right now, everything shakes your faith everything that's the answer like i know i'm the dude in the new place that is a christian dude that's bringing all this this stuff to the table but the honest answer is everything but you just have to live in the space that his ways are higher than ours and we don't understand what on earth it is he's doing we don't so you just be at peace in the fact that we don't know what's going on but god does so it's all good. Hashtag embrace the suck. Okay, that's 
<laughs> so good. I I have nothing. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, you'll probably have to edit the part where I said twice now. Twice but, now. <laughs> <laughs> but you understand. You understand why that. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. frustrated by that, and I'm so I'm like I'm like heartbroken by the fact that political games and I'm not even blaming team a or team B. I'm just saying, man, these dudes are doing politics, you know, and other people are, they're going, they aren't going to make it yeah. because of these burn pits, which is just a thing. It's a thing. It was a thing when I was in the army. It's just, it's just what happens. And it's just sad. And, and I don't like, I don't like that. Like, I just, I just don't like, I don't like the pop, the political games no, that really, not when there's real yeah, people's lives at stake for it. Wouldn't, and, it, and it's that man, it's like real people and it doesn't seem like these guys care. So to kind of frame that around to what we're doing in the Genesee County EMS system, like think of it like that. Think of like, I am completely like gutted over this. And for all of us that do this job, think of approaching someone's family's life and what they think is that we don't care. And then kind of let that guide how you do your thing. Cause I would not want anybody ever thinking that I don't care about what's happening with their family member. Yeah. I would, that would be the worst case scenario. There's nothing in my career that could be worse. A poor outcome to me is not as bad as someone perceiving that I didn't care about their family. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. So now that that got super somber and I'm not sorry, but <laughs> like sometimes we need to refine each other a little bit, man. And like, yeah. I know it's hard out there. I know it's super busy and we're doing ridiculously long response times and everything's kind of up in the air and crazy, but like whatever we do, we can't let people think for a second that we don't care about what they have going on. Cause to us, it's a day and at the office to them. It's a life changing event. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. It's cool. It's good. So I don't know. I don't have any jokes. I feel really bad <laughs> right now. I feel like, no, it was fine. No, you're good. You <laughs> I were feel good. Like Pastor Jim must feel on Sundays where he just slides a joke. It. I don't yeah. know. I got yeah. nothing. Sorry guys. I just, this was, this was kind of, I've been having a few days of just feeling kind of gutted. So, yeah, it was a good question. And I really, really appreciate when people want to know, like they want to talk about certain stuff. I really, I really appreciate that. So uh, thank you, Lauren. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all right. Anyway, sorry about swearing. <laughs> Wasn't the first oh. time. It probably won't be the last. <laughs> probably won't. But yeah, I'll just tidy that up a little bit and then we all good. So, good. well, that's what we got for tonight. It's ending kind of abruptly, but I don't think we can get much better than what mm -hmm. we've already said. So, thank you, Freedom Center Church and Kingdom Builders. And also, I would like to point out that it's not lost on me that Miss Dina got me by giving props to our ministry without mentioning names. Good on you. Well played. <laughs> Thanks to our listeners. And that's it. We'll see you next time. See you guys.